MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And they have reached halftime at SoFi Stadium with the Los Angeles Chargers leading the Miami Dolphins 17-7. to And at the break there, Mike and I got some time to look over the stats. Tua Tagovailoa has completed three passes in a half of football. For 25 yards, he is 3 of 15 for 25 yards. Tyreek Hill has two receptions, and Wilson has one reception. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., by the way, the running back, has 26 yards rushing, but we saw him get carted off the field. Not sure if he will return. Raheem Mostert has just three carries for two yards. Also had that ball stripped from him that ended up being a Tyreek Hill touchdown. That is the only offense for the Miami Dolphins right now is an absolutely fluke touchdown. And the Los Angeles Chargers, we talked about uh, some of our prop pets before the game kicked off. I liked Justin Herbert over 300 and a half passing yards through one half of football. He's already at 222. Justin Herbert, 24 of 29 on the night so far with one touchdown pass. Uh, Austin Eckler really getting it done receiving. He has seven receptions for 63 yards. Uh, But really, it's been total dominance by the Chargers and oddly enough by the Chargers defense, Mike. You know what? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, a carryover effect, too, from Tua and his offense, uh, Miami's offense. Uh, uh, you know, 
if you're scheme oriented, like a lot of teams are, uh, or a lot of young coaches are, can you get to anything else? Can you create matchups? And there was a time where they did create a mass- matchup to Jacecki, mm-hmm. but Tua was off. He threw the ball out of bounds. Yep. Uh, that's a tall receiver out there and a mismatch. Got a clean release off the line of scrimmage. Just put the ball in a catch radius to let him make a play or help him make a play. But it's those th- those type of things that are off for Miami right now. And that, to me, is coaching and coaching points and, and fine-tuning that. Uh, and so if that continues, uh, that could be a problem, building a problem as people have caught up to the scheme of what McDaniel is calling, his tendencies, and what he likes to call. Because – the Chargers are one step ahead of Miami. We, we noticed that, I think, after the three and outs uh, to start the football game. And then uh, offensively for the Chargers, they are distributing the football to everybody uh, and making it even more difficult, certainly, for the Miami Dolphins defense. But they're in rhythm. Uh, Justin Herbert is in rhythm. For a finesse team to be in rhythm like this, that, that is a problem for Miami in the second half. Well, in the uh, live market for the entire game, the Los Angeles Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 350 on the money line to win this game, and your in-game total is at 50-and-a-half. But Mm. for just the second half alone, Mike, the Dolphins are the favorite. They trail by 10, and they are four-point favorites for the second half alone, 27. Your total for the second half alone uh, what do you think there? Do you have mm. uh, any inkling the way you'd go on either the side or the total? I mean, the Chargers have punted one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how Miami's going to stop them. I mean, they're overcoming third down situations. They're, they're getting penalties uh, in their favor, too. Uh, but more importantly, they're making plays. I mean, uh, it, it's fascinating I, to lay it with the Dolphins. I, I mean, to me, that's dangerous at this point. Because they just, they're going to have to come up with a whole new game plan. Uh, and they've been on the road for two weeks. And everything that they worked on as they've been on the road has not pan out, has not worked. Um, only two penalties for the Chargers right now, the four penalties for Miami as well. So, I mean, outside of that ball bouncing in the right direction to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown, they, they, that's an offer. Yeah, for the no, they, they've there. been absolutely awful. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think common logic here would tell you to lay the points with the Dolphins in the second half because you're going to, you know, trust the original line. And maybe this is, well, this is really a repeat of another pro tip we have done on the program before. When you're looking at second half lines, trust what the original line was. The, mm-hmm. the original line in this game was the Dolphins favored by three points. So they're down by 10. You would expect the final result to be closer to what the original spread was, okay. right? Uh, you know, it would be more of an outlier if the Chargers went on to win this game by 20 points than I think it would be the Chargers winning this game by four or five points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, uh, uh, upon that logic, take the Dolphins in the second half. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's very hard for me to, to play second-half bets because what we saw out of Miami, what would ever want to get your money behind that team <laughs> in the second half right now? I know, nine minutes of possession time offensively, too. And then defensively, you forced – uh, one punt, <laughs> and you couldn't even return it <laughs> because of how great the punt was. But uh, no, I when when everything's going wrong like this in the locker room, obviously you're searching for something. Uh, you're down a, a running back to you, Wilson Jr. Yeah, it, it gets challenging that way. So Tua's going to have to drop back and throw the football, but they can't possess it. You haven't seen enough plays to adjust to anything. I mean, 24 total plays offensively. 
You know they're robbing in the middle of the field. Okay, what else can you get to? Can you get to some movement? Can you get to some play action stuff? I, I, I guess he can do that. But, uh, okay, then on the other side, your defense, are they going to be able to stop the Chargers? The Chargers have been just, just been eating up the clock. Mm -hmm. uh, so even from a comeback standpoint, First of all, you gotta you gotta come out at halftime and prevent points. Period. Well, and and the Chargers start with the ball too. Right, right. And so, say the Chargers go down and score a touchdown, or even a field goal. I mean, well, I don't know if he's gonna go for a field goal. But let's say a touchdown. Uh, now it's twenty four seven, and then then to me that just gets difficult, especially if you want to lay four now. Uh, I want to go back in the uh, final hour of the last segment. We were recapping the Eagles at the Giants, and uh, want to talk about what those two teams have coming up. In week 15, the Philadelphia Eagles will stay on the road. This time they go out of division to Chicago. The Bears, of course, will uh, come off of a bye week that they had this week in week 14. So the Bears at home off of a bye. And Philadelphia right now is an eight and a half point road favorite. And again, I don't know if that's enough, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't enough uh, in a division game on the road at the New York Giants. And I would say a lot of people would believe that the Chicago Bears are, are worse than the Giants, maybe not by a whole lot, but uh, I, I believe that to probably be true. Um, and, and I imagine people are going to run to the window and lay the points with the Eagles. I, I'm not ready to do that just yet, but uh, it, it seems pretty obvious of what we've seen as of late. Now, it, the Bears are coming off of a bye, so mm -hmm. I think that gives them certainly a little bit of an edge to prepare for their opponent. We'll see how they can handle it. The other one is where you and I will be uh, watching here on Sunday night, next Sunday on the Pro Football Blitz uh, in the nation's capital, the Commanders hosting the New York Giants. This is, of course, a rematch of the game that played out last week to a 20-20 to a 20 to 20 tie. Uh, they will have round two in Landover, Maryland on Sunday night football, and the Commanders currently a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They were three-point favorites, if I recall. Two-and-a-half-point favorites, mm -hmm. I think, is what it closed at uh, on the road in New York. Uh, and, of course, the Giants covered that one, ending in a tie. And now with the Commanders uh, going back home off of their bye week, they are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, the Commanders kind of played down to the Giants, too, their style, mm -hmm. because yep. you know they've skewed it towards the running game, talking about the Commanders, and rightly so. I mean, you got Taylor Heineke. Uh, he's a gunslinger, but he makes a ton of mistakes. And you know, there's only so far you can trust a guy like that, mm -hmm. right? Um, even though he's kind of added some energy to that football team. To me, uh, can Washington do what they were supposed to do in that first game and dominate the line of scrimmage defensively? Uh, I gave a lot of credit to the Giants but at home with the offensive line and the situation that it was in uh, and yet taking it to the commanders, right? Daniel Jones getting involved as well. So... This time around, you know, teams matching up that way. Uh, it's a tie. Uh, you don't know where the edges are. I, I don't – I think they're evenly matched. I, I think these two teams, from a personnel standpoint, are pretty much the same. Uh, outside of the commanders and that front doing some special things and having some special people, um, even from the weapons standpoint, you got McLaurin on one side and, okay, okay, you'll give him that, right? Um Saquon Barkley, the creativity that we used to see with him outside as a receiver and moving all over the place, uh, maybe we'll start to see that a little bit more along with Daniel Jones. But um, the second time around, I expect more wrinkles, uh, not to have the similar game plan that way. And, and the commanders maybe with the advantage because they had more time to prepare. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, that. I think the time for the commanders is big. 
Uh, I think they know that they should have won that first mm-hmm. matchup against the Giants. They let that slip away. I think Ron Rivera will have – and I think they are the superior team. Uh, you talked about at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I think they will correct that and uh, should win this one. I don't know if it's going to be by four and a half, but I expect a better effort out of the commanders, whereas the last game – I really expected an inspired effort out of the Giants because they finally had a division opponent Mm -hmm. in front of them. They were at home. They had been struggling. And I think it was an opponent that they knew they could they could beat. And they did play inspired football that day. And they kept it really close with a team that, like we say, probably had better talent, even at the skill positions on the line of scrimmage for certain. Uh, but the Giants found a way to keep that one close and, and stay inside the number. Uh, this time around, I, I feel like Washington kind of gets it right. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered this one. Yeah. And what was the line again on that? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Um, I believe the Giants are over in the division still, right? The last couple of years? Uh, I, I don't know about that as far as last year. I mean, I know Daniel Jones has had great success in his career against Washington. Okay. Um, but uh, they did not beat Dallas this year. They did not beat the Commanders. Of course, that ended in a tie, and then they got yeah. whitewashed by the Philadelphia Eagles today, mm-hmm. and they will have a second shot at the uh, at the Commanders uh, in Week 15 on Sunday Night Football. Well, yeah, they had a one, two, three, four, five, six game losing streak down the stretch last year too. Uh, let's see. They beat the Eagles. Um, yeah, so they think they're 0-6 or something like that. The last uh, several divisional games. The New York Giants and the New York Jets. The New York team's <laughs> not real good at beating division opponents. Yeah. Jets getting a little bit better this year. We'll be back to talk football contests next when we return. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made of six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Well, it's time to talk a little football contest here. Of course, every Saturday we do the football contest show, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, and Jeff Benson reveal the Circa Million consensus selections and also the Circa Survivor plays. And uh, boy, it was a rough week in Circa Survivor, uh, but a pretty good-looking week in Circa Million for the consensus plays. The most popular plays were the Los Angeles Chargers catching three and a half. And of course, they are in the lead right now by 10 points. Uh, The second most popular pick was the Bengals. That was a winner. The Detroit Lions for a winner. The Philadelphia Eagles for a winner. And then finally, the Seattle Seahawks rounding out the top five most popular picks. And the Seahawks, the only loser so far. So with the Chargers, if uh, the way they're going right now, if they can hang on, that would be four and one for the consensus in the Circa Million. Now, if you look over at the Westgate Super Contest, Mike, you and I were talking about it on the contest show. There was a handful of games that had a different line mm-hmm. in the two contests this week. So I didn't necessarily think the, that the consensus would be identical. 
and it was not. The Cleveland Browns uh, getting six points in the Super Contest was the most popular selection. That was a loser. Uh, The Lions were a popular pick. That was a winner. The Ravens were one of the more popular picks. That was a winner. And then they also had the Seahawks and the Vikings. So both sides of the Vikings and the Lions game fell into the top five most popular consensus selections for the Super Contest. So as it stands right now, the Super Contest consensus five at two and three. So quite a discrepancy there where they're two and three and Circa at four and one. Um, but, uh, you know, that is the, the difference with, you know, introducing those lines, mm-hmm. you know, eight to 12 hours apart from one another. Well, obviously the Seahawks were as a, a big disappointment uh, to contest players. I mean, I get it. They had a nice win last week, uh, but then you go back home and they're facing the Carolina Panthers. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was fascinating. I, for me, as a better on my former team, I much prefer them as a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never thought of Seattle as a favorite, as even as they started to emerge as a team that could perhaps make the playoffs or could perhaps win a division because of what's going on in San Francisco with injuries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, wasn't because they were going to overachieve, overachieve and get that. I mean, without a running game, that offense is, is compromised there. So uh, from a contest standpoint, yeah, maybe, I mean, a three and a half uh, at, at Circa Million was tough to lay, in my opinion. Um, and then, uh, you know, for the Westgate, I mean, uh, what was the number at Westgate? Same? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was okay. the same. Three That's and a just half. a tough number, I think, to lay for a team that is teetering on being a playoff team or not. Well, you know, I know there was a lot of sharp people out there that like Seattle, mm. um, and I was on the Panthers plus four, mm. and uh, it had me worried a little bit, but I, I know there were a lot of sharp people on the Panthers as well. I, I think that game was kind of split right. uh, between some you know, very smart opinions on both sides, and the Panthers end up uh, prevailing in that one outright. We'll get to that recap a little later on, but Circus Survivor, wow. You know, we really had not had a destructive week mm. in quite some time, and we had it. Here in week 14, we had 12 different teams that were selected with only 70 players or 70 entries left in the contest. And we are now down to 31. Uh, Of course, 11 of those went by the wayside on Thursday night in a brutal loss by the Las Vegas Raiders. There was 11 entries on Las Vegas that lost. And then later today, uh, we go back to the Seahawks. 15 entries were on Seattle. 12 entries were on the Tennessee Titans. That is 27 entries that fall right there with the two most popular picks this week in Circa Survivor. Uh, eight folks on the Cowboys, and boy, did they get their money's worth yeah. today. <laughs> yes, they did. That was yes, a heck of did. a sweat. Yes, this was. That was crazy. I mean, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, for somebody who actually took the points in that game. Yeah, good for you. Um and I didn't take it. I mean, we talked to, talked about it um, last yesterday. Uh, I'm like 17 and a half points. I, uh, Dallas was due for a letdown game, mm-hmm. and that was the angle that I was uh, using there. And it showed, uh, you know, the week of practice again. Uh, it showed that Dallas is prone to weeks like that, uh, to games like that. And it wasn't anything on the other side for the for the Texans. But yeah, you did get your money's worth from a survivor standpoint uh, in that game. Uh, and we know one player because there was nine people available or that had the Cowboys available. Only eight people selected the Cowboys. So uh, that one person was looking pretty good and looking very, very right 
very, looking correct. And and so no for Cowboys, a long time for a long time into the fourth quarter. Yes. well into the fourth quarter. They we'll were get uh, to the recap on yeah, that game too. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we'll get to all that. But um, yeah, but they they prevailed. They won, and and so they survived, which which makes this contest uh, that much more interesting. But you're right. I mean, all of a sudden we just saw a rapid increase in the rate of knockout. Uh, over half the field got knocked out. Yeah, just 31 entries remain. Uh, the other selections, 11 entries uh, advance with the Bills, six on the Bengals, four on the Lions. You had three on the Chiefs. That got a little sweaty for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have one entry on the Patriots and one entry on the Arizona Cardinals. So by the time we get through with the Monday night game, we will be down to 30 entries. Uh, you had one on the Steelers. That was a loser. And then you had one entry on the Eagles for a winner. So right now with 31 entries uh, remaining in Circus Survivor, your inherent value of your original $1,000 ticket is now worth almost $200,000. Close Mm. to $198,000 is the inherent value. And uh, I tell you what, Mike, it, it, it just got really interesting. And, and we on the contest show on Saturday, mm-hmm. we were kind of, you know, scratching our head about that ninth person. You mentioned nine people had the Cowboys available and only eight used them. Uh, and we were wondering, how could you not play the Cowboys? Are you ever going <laughs> to see a 17-and-a-half-point favorite come around again this year? And, boy, that person, like you said, almost looked like a genius there for a long time. Right. There's no layups. Uh, we know that about this year in the National Football League. And uh, you, you wonder from an availability standpoint, too, um, uh, as you know, teams are moving forward. Because even this has been two weeks in a row for the Cowboys. Derek Stevens pointed that out the prior week, the Cowboys as a heavy favorite uh, and then uh, I think half the people used the Cowboys, and they were saving in them for this week against right, the right. Texans. And then it almost it almost got them, but it didn't. Uh, so yeah, from an availability standpoint, uh, it's going to be very very interesting as we get closer and closer to. Obviously, you got Christmas Eve, and then you got the Christmas Day schedule. Yeah, it, it's really getting difficult. As and Derek talked about this, really has talked about it for the last couple of weeks that. It is so much about availability at mm-hmm. this point. Right. You've got one there, – there's only one entry that has the Philadelphia Eagles still left. Mm. Uh, mm. There's only one entry that still has the Dallas Cowboys left. Uh, it, it's roughly like, you know, seven or eight people that have the Bills. I mean, it's basically all single digits or less uh, on, on the top teams in this league. So you're going to have to start going to some – you know, atypical selections and, and maybe even land on an underdog. Yeah. So one person has the Eagles. Right. Left, right. I mean, right. The, the hottest team uh, in, in the league right now. And they I play mean, the Bears next week. Yep. I mean, San Francisco, do you do that on a short week? Thursday? Right. Right. A you short know. week with Brock Purdy in his second game. You know, you wonder if he'll have the sophomore slump, so to speak. Uh, you know, I think you can apply a little bit of the fallen hero theory to this game today, even though Brock Purdy played nearly the entire game last week in that win over the Dolphins. This was his first start. Right. And, of course, the Buccaneers didn't have a lot of tape on him. Uh, and, you know, the team rallies around. Certainly they did, and, and they go on to win. You know, will he come back down to earth a little bit mm-hmm. uh, on a short week against the Seattle Seahawks? Now, I mean, that Tampa Bay defense looked absolutely awful today, but – Truth be told, the the Seattle defense is a worse unit than Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs, for instance, um, they have uh, seven people had the Chiefs available until now. Three people used them in Survivor, right. so you got four uh, for the Chiefs. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. We'll see what happens. I mean, because you still have 
that Christmas Day schedule to deal with and manage. Right, and, so. and Christmas Day has some very interesting games. Um, you, I'm you trying the, to recall. You have the Packers at the Dolphins. Okay, you've got it in front of you. Good. Yep, then you got the Broncos at the Rams, Buccaneers at the Cardinals. I don't know about Tampa right now. Well, uh, or, or the, the Cardinals, right? Or the Cardinals, yeah, Buccaneers at the Cardinals. And then the Colts and the Chargers? The Chargers at the Colts, which the Chargers are kind of looking decent tonight. Right. Now think about those other games. Uh, the Packers and the Dolphins, did you say? Packers at the Dolphins, yeah. Packers at the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Dolphins have not looked good for two weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Now still a lot of football left here as they force the Chargers to punt once again. Chargers still uh, leading this one 17-7, to under 11 minutes left to go in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, but the Dolphins aren't quite what we, what they uh, what we thought they yeah, were. They got exposed. Absolutely got exposed against San Francisco. The blueprint's out there now. Uh, but then the Green Bay, they're finding themselves in a playoff situation because of what's going on in the NFC. And they're coming off of a bye. So, right. boy, that Christmas Day is going to be yeah. really interesting. We'll come back with more. Update you on Sunday Night Football when we return. Bowl season is about to kick off, and VEASAN has you covered with this year's College Football Bowl Guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and a total for every bowl game from VEASAN experts and Brent Musburger. Steve Mackinnon has power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum will give you insight into bowl betting strategy, and Adam Burke can help you give you an advantage if you're a part of a bowl confidence pool. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to check out the College Football Bowl Betting Guide. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Well, Michael, the uh, San Diego, I almost said the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Haven't said that in a while. I was starting to get used to it. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are forced to punt by the Miami Dolphins, and Miami will take over in their own territory around the 30-yard line, around their own 30-yard line or so. 17-7, uh, to 7, they are trailing with less than 10 minutes left to go in the third quarter. The Chargers drop to four-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Your live total now dipping back down again. It was up to 53 and a half then down to 50 now back down to where it was for a lot of the first half at 45 and a half for your in-game total the Chargers still minus 250 in your live money line uh, Mike let's talk about the Browns and the Bengals this wasn't exactly a thrilling game there was no score in this contest until less than 10 minutes left in the second quarter when Joe Burrow found Jamar Chase for a 15-yard touching uh, touchdown pass and it was 7 to nothing Cincinnati. Then Cleveland got a field goal to make it 7 to 3, but Samaje Pirine right back the other way for another Bengals touchdown to make it 13 to 3 at halftime. The extra point was no good. And then down 23 to 10 with five and a half minutes left in the game, the Browns turn it over on downs in a goal to goal situation. They would have another chance with four minutes to go, but that drive fizzles as well. Cincinnati was never really threatened in this game. 23-10, to 10, your final pretty pedestrian effort for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, but they didn't need too much. Cincinnati remains tied with the Ravens in the division at 9-4. and four. The game stays under the total. The Browns drop to 5-8. and eight. Yeah, I mean, garbage time stats, I think, a lot for Cleveland. Uh, you know, when you look and at garbage the game. time came early. Yeah, you know? it did. Good point. Uh, good point, but uh, yeah, I mean Cleveland. If you're betting Cleveland, just understand they're they're so. I, I think it starts with Stefanski too, 
Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they have the best running back in the game. Right. To me, it's like Deshaun Watson should add to that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody add to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Nick Chubb had 14 carries for 34 yards. And it looked like the game plan was to get him the ball early. You know, they were moving it early. But and they don't stick with it, though. It's, no. It's like the scripted nature of mm-hmm. Stefanski. And we, yep. we've talked about that. He'll get through whatever, if it's 10, 12, or 15 play script, and then he's done. Yeah. <laughs> he is done. Uh, so from an in-game standpoint, if you want to bet uh, accordingly, uh, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, betting on Cleveland is, is just difficult. Now, Cincinnati, they have weapons galore. Right. I mean, they're all over the place. And Burrow, um, once he settled down and exercised some demons about playing the Cleveland Browns, he started to play better. Mm-hmm. He started to hit receivers uh, on time and the playmakers started to emerge, too. So Jamar Chase, welcome back. I mean, that guy is just fantastic as a player. Uh, I think they just have a, a, a contingency of, uh, of, of players and playmakers on that team. Joe Mixon, uh, P. Ryan, you mentioned him. I mean, all these guys are just incredible uh, it's all about the offensive line in the trenches, right? And, and I think they're physical enough, and they want to be physical enough uh, to to be okay in those type of games too. So, to me, Cincinnati's kind of rounding out into what they turned into last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Slow start, and uh, and I don't know if that's a character. I don't know if that's the nature of the team. I don't know if that's Zach Taylor-oriented or not, but uh, it's starting to look similar to what it did down the stretch for this team last year. Well, what is on deck for the Cincinnati Bengals is a very interesting matchup as they go on the road to Tampa Bay, and they were a three-point favorite, and it has already ticked up. The Cincinnati Bengals now laying three and a hook, three and a half point favorites on the road at Tampa Bay, and this is after Tampa Bay has really looked pretty awful in their last two games. Now, I know Tom Brady engineered you know, a great fourth quarter comeback, and they beat the Saints, but they still were not looking that good, especially yeah. offensively in that game. And then today, uh, not only could they only muster seven points on offense, they also got gashed on defense. So not surprising to me that Cincinnati's seeing some early money here, uh, three and a half on the road at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, even as a dog, I mean, look at how Tampa Bay played. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see that being much different even at home. Uh, it's Tom Brady. Uh, he's still missing guys. And uh, 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 I mean, I, I think apparently there's some miscommunication stuff going on, too, uh, with this offense. And uh, left yeah, with Mike, uh, Evans. Th- yeah. Mike Evans, yeah. they were kind of getting it into it on the sidelines. Yeah. And I maybe mean, that's miscommunication like you're talking about. But then left which, too, though, is just in left field. Yeah. You know, a lot of times as a play caller, too. And they've skewed it. So heavily. I think they are beyond 70% pass run ratio. Well, I think Brady had 55 attempts today. <laughs> right. But they were uh, closing in on 70% uh, pass run ratio. Now, they can run the ball at times, but they're not consistent with it. We know about making the playoffs and getting to the playoffs. It's all about running the ball like that, right? Uh, and so for Tom Brady to just drop back and try to throw the perfect pass or have the perfect route at the perfect time against better defenses, that is going to be difficult, even for Tom Brady. Well, there go the Dolphins once again. Tyreek Hill into the end zone again. And I don't want to say this one was nearly as fluky as the last one, but uh, the Dolphins got a little break there as well as the defensive back fell down. It was decent coverage. uh, Tyreek Hill did have a step on him. I'm not sure if the ball would have gotten there. Well, they singled him up. 
Yeah, that's, that's the matchup, and so you, you can see he's open there, right? And but if that defender doesn't fall down, I, I don't know if uh, that turns into a touchdown. Nevertheless, it does, and the extra point is up and good. And uh, that quickly, it is a three-point ball game, seventeen to fourteen. Now the Chargers still out in front; they drop to just a two and a half point favorite in the live market. And you've got under seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Well, that's the adjustment we talked about. That like what can you do? You can get to some play action stuff or you can single up uh, and try to create matchups. And so you had Gusecki earlier on in the game, bad throw to Tua, threw it out of bounds. Now you got Tariq Hill. And for whatever reason, Staley allowed that guy to single him up. I mean, that's an automatic, right, Brady? I mean, I I don't care who you have playing quarterback. If you have Tariq Hill one-on-one coverage to the wide side of the field, there's no safety help. You're throwing the ball there. Absolutely. And, um, and I think Tua did kind of just throw it up for grabs, and it worked out. Right, right. So, like, that's on whatever. Look, you, you could have Jalen Ramsey. I don't care. Who's the best cover guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sauce Gardner. It doesn't matter. You should not. That's irresponsible defense right there. You should not try to single up one-on-one. Unless it's Deion Sanders or somebody like that. <laughs> you do not try to single up a guy like that uh, without safety help. All right, let's move on down the board here to the Jaguars at the Titans. And what did Tennessee do to start this game to try and snap their two-game winning st- or two-game losing streak? Rather, you know, they gave the ball to Derrick Henry. He got things going with a three-yard touchdown run to make it seven to nothing. But the Jaguars came back the other way, sacking Ryan Tannehill and forcing a fumble. And then it was Trevor Lawrence to Evan Ingram for a 12-yard pass and catch. And we were tied at seven. Tannehill responded with a touchdown pass of his own to tight end Chigoziem. Okonkwo, and it was 14-7 Tennessee. Then Jacksonville settled for two field goals to close the gap to 14-13. And then Tennessee was driving. Derrick Henry caught a pass in the flat in the red zone and then fumbled. Jacksonville recovered, and that resulted in a Trevor Lawrence to Zy Jones 20-yard touchdown pass, and it was 20-14 Jaguars. The Jags had their first lead of the day. They kept it up in the third quarter. Trevor Lawrence ran it in from a yard out, and they were starting to pull away in this game, 27-14 midway through the third. Lawrence to Ingram again for the second time of the day. Another touchdown, and it was Jacksonville's game now in hand, 33-14. They went for two points. They did not get it, and it didn't matter. 36-22, your final. The Titans have now lost three in a row. Jacksonville wins outright as three-point underdogs, and the game goes over the total. The Jaguars move to 5-8. and eight. Tennessee drops to 7-6. and six. Yeah, what you need to know immediately about the Titans is they're no longer the bully. No. I mean, you saw that hit on Henry. Oh, Jacksonville. yeah. You bet. And it's like uh, the Tennessee Titans, their edge that they have um, – that's gone, and that's being a bully. Um, uh, teams are willing to match your intensity and your physical prowess out there on the f- football field. Uh, and, I, you know, to me, without being dynamic, I don't know how Tennessee gets beyond that. You know, the Titans. The Jacksonville Jaguars has not won a game on the road. Uh, they won yeah, one game in, forever. in the past yeah. 23. And, and especially under Trevor Lawrence, too. Exactly. So, you know, Peterson in, in four and we talked about this yesterday, too. I mean, from a, from a ranking standpoint, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars had a better ranked offense, rushing offense, mm-hmm. than Tennessee, and then a better ranked passing offense than Tennessee. So uh, it was about the defense and takeaways. They got four turnovers. I think they created those uh, in this game. But more importantly, um, Tennessee, they're, they're just no longer the bully. And I wonder how they're going to adjust to that. 
they had a lot of injuries today, yeah. and I didn't know if it would matter, but I think over the course of that ball game, it definitely caught up to them. But you're right, Jacksonville was the bully in that game on the road. Surprisingly, they take care of business. The Chargers leading 17-14, middle of the third quarter. We'll update you when we come back. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. BetRivers is calling all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com to check out our World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. A whole new game at SoFi Stadium, a new score anyway, 20-14 to 14 now. Chargers out in front as they add a field goal. Justin Herbert with a big pass downfield to Mike Williams. Just an incredible throw and catch. They get it down inside the red zone, deep into the red zone. A penalty pushes them back five yards, and they have to settle for the field goal. So just a six-point advantage now, 20-14, to 14, about four minutes left in the third quarter, and they will kick it off back to the Miami Dolphins. And interestingly, Mike, the Los Angeles Chargers, with that field goal, it does not change their in-game price. Just two-and-a-half-point favorites are they now, even though they add the three points. That's what the uh, in-game will do when you have to settle for a field goal rather than a touchdown. A six-point advantage, 20-14, to 14, just over four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Chargers dip to minus 165 on the live money line, plus 120 for the Dolphins to win this game outright, and your total jumps right back up, now to 51 and a half. And a little bit what we were talking about there at halftime, mm-hmm. when we were talking about you know trusting the original line, and we saw this second-half line come out at 27, And there was only 24 points in the game at that time. Now it's right on pace to be at 51, 51 and a half or so uh, for a full game with uh, 34 points now on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Got to pay attention to that, too. I mean, um, I had the game at 52 points uh, going into it. You ought to be an odds man. (laughs) (laughs) I should, right? Uh, You know, the thing about it, too, is keeping an eye on Tariq Hill and that ankle. uh, I wonder what type of routes he's going to run. You know, sometimes if it's starting to tighten up on you, because they're doing some treatment. They're also giving him some heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he going to just going to be a straight-line runner uh, at times as a route runner? So looking for him to be singled up again. But if you're the Chargers, please have a safety over the top, especially when he's on the single-side receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes zero sense to me from Staley. But they got burned by it. Uh, now, you know, if you laid the four and for the second half, I mean, it, you're looking at the Dolphins 7-3. to three, uh, Yeah, right on the four. Right on the four. And – they're starting to mix it up, too, with the run and the pass here, uh, expecting more play-action kind of stuff, too, for Tua. Well, the Charger defense is starting to look a little bit more like the Charger defense. Uh, they have been yeah. playing absolutely terrific uh, this evening. Uh, they've given up 14 points. Seven of those were a complete fluke, and, and the other seven wasn't exactly a, a brilliant play by mm. the, the Miami Dolphins either. The Chargers defense has really been getting it done, but certainly being uh, gashed for a few yards here on this offensive possession by the Miami Dolphins, and the Chargers remain a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market despite the ongoing drive for Miami. Yeah, the thing about the Chargers, though, that I'm concerned with a little bit, Brady, is you know Herbert's thrown for over 300 yards already. Mm-hmm. Cash that prop. Yep. I mean, but, you know, the thing is, it's like we knew 
that they're going to have to be aggressive with the football offensively just because of the firepower and the, and the, the, the rate of points that can be scored or, or the rate that points can be scored for the Dolphins. They only have 20 points, though. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is where it kind of uh, – you, you start to, I don't know, get a little nervous. At least I am. I mean, in terms of what the Chargers – No, I hear you. And it's just, you know, we see this with a lot of teams. We yeah. see it with our own Las Vegas Raiders. Sure. It's inefficiency in the red zone. Two and of you, five. Yeah. And you can't just kick field goals all night long and mm-hmm. expect it to be an easy victory. Um, I mean, that was what uh, the Raiders did on uh, Thursday night. Uh, they didn't score. They scored seven points early, uh, and they didn't score for like another, you know, oh, oh here, here it was. I actually tweeted this out. Uh, the last 54 minutes of the game, they scored nine points. <laughs> okay, yeah. they had seven early. Right. And then the final 54 minutes, they scored an additional nine. Mm. And then in the final 10 minutes, the Rams scored 14. Mm. So the point is, touchdowns are so much stronger yeah. in, in in terms of predicting who's going to win the football game than a, bu- than a bunch of field goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an offensive guy. I played receiver, obviously, in the league. And, um, you know, I, I look at it as, you know, basketball. I mean, offensively, if you go ice cold, then you're going to lose the game. I don't care how good your defense is, but – a lot of times, and same thing in football, especially from an offensive player in my mindset, like we have to score every time we're on the field. I mean, it, that's just, that's our job, one. Uh, but then two, uh, it just makes winning the game that much more difficult if you can't punch it into the end zone. So uh, it, you, you, you find ways to lose games when you're within a possession, uh, especially on a big stage like this. Well, the Chargers defense does step up and forces a punt out of the Miami Dolphins offense, and Los Angeles is now back on offense at their own 15-yard line, and Herbert on first down completes it for about nine yards. Looks like second one will be coming up with just about a minute and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. The Chargers become four-and-a-half-point favorites now in the live market. 48-and-a-half is your live total. Uh, by the way, the Jaguars and the Titans, we were talking about that game uh, mm-hmm. prior. The Cowboys are in Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars in Week 15. The Cowboys are a road favorite there by six points. Uh, the Titans are going to visit the Chargers in Los Angeles, and the Chargers currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Of course, that one is off the board momentarily while the Chargers finish up this Sunday night game. Uh, Let's talk about the Texans and the Cowboys. Mike, we didn't think this would be much of anything, and it was arguably the game of the day. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard combined for 55 yards rushing on the game's first drive, and it was Pollard who capped it off with an 11-yard touchdown run, and it was 7-0 Cowboys. Then Houston came right back. Rookie Damian Pierce hammered it home from one yard out, and we were tied at 7 the Texans were alternating quarterbacks in this game between Dave, uh, Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, and they took the lead 10-7 to with a field goal at the end of the first quarter. But then Dallas came back and retook the lead with another Tony Pollard touchdown, a 10-yard reception from Prescott, and it was 14-10 Cowboys. Then back the other way for Jeff Driscoll and the Texans. Driscoll to Amari Rodgers for a 28-yard strike, and Houston had the lead again, 17-14. to What was happening here? Huh. <laughs> they exchanged field goals, and the Houston Texans went into halftime with the lead, 20-17. to Another exchange of field goals in the third quarter, and Houston was up 23-20 to heading into the final frame. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott dropping back in his own end zone. He's intercepted by Traymond Smith, and the Texans had first and goal with the lead late in the game. 
and Dallas turns them over on downs. It remained 23-20. to The Cowboys escape, and they had the ball back down three at the two-minute warning. And what happens? Dallas engineers a 98-yard, 11-play drive that ends with an Ezekiel Elliott two-yard touchdown run with 46 seconds left in regulation. And the, and the Cowboys finally had found the lead again, 27-23. And that's how it would end. What a sweat for eight circus survivor entries. The Cowboys get the win. The Texans get the cash as 17-and-a-half-point underdogs. The game goes over the total the Houston Texans, a heck of an effort, but they dropped to 1-11-1, and the Cowboys improved to 10-3. and Yeah. Um, first of all, Lovey Smith should never be a head coach ever again. No. Ever. Ever. We were ever, talking ever, about ever, that ever, on ever. Saturday, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, be a D coordinator, please. I mean, you've lost your head coaching card. Seriously. That was a debacle and despicable, really, when you think about the Texans having a chance to win that game. Well, interception, I mean, they they intercepted about the five-yard yeah, line. Yeah, Dak, I mean, what are you doing there, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I know, did he get disrupted or whatever, a little bit, but still, the interception, okay, you can ice the game with a touchdown. We get yeah. It. So, they make a play. The receiver dives into the end zone, but yet, Lovey doesn't even challenge it. Mm-hmm. You had three timeouts. Yeah. Why not right. even challenge yeah, with, that? Uh, with what? Uh, basically two minutes left in sure, the game. Sure, sure. You got the two-minute like, warning, too. To me, it looked like when that guy's knee or shin went down, that ball could have been over the goal line. You got a pylon camera. Mm-hmm. Challenge the call. You're outside of two minutes, right? And so I just I don't get why you, you can use your timeouts um, and why you didn't do that. Um, then I don't know if. Driscoll went the wrong way or discombobulated or whatever on the fourth and one. But I don't know. You're up three points. Um, And I know Dallas goes down the field and they do score a touchdown. But if you kick a field goal there, Mm -hmm. you put more pressure on Dallas. Yeah, you do put more pressure. We have to score a touchdown. Right, because they – you're right, and it's a good point because they still had the mindset that they could tie this game. Right, right. And then if they do score, then, okay, you might get into field goal range on the other way, and you still have a chance to kick a long field goal and win the game. How you screw that up as a head coach is beyond me. Yeah, that was, um, and, and and everything else, you know, I think rotating the quarterbacks was was a good move. He did a lot of good things in this game, yeah. but uh, really blew that oh, one down the stretch. That was horrible. It doesn't get any easier for the Houston Texans. They welcome the Chiefs to Houston next week, where they are fourteen point underdogs. The Cowboys, as we mentioned, they are at the Jaguars. Chargers still out in front, twenty to fourteen. We'll be back in just a moment. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters 
every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.